This is a podcast by the Business Times, presented by OCBC Bank. Digital transformation has become a necessity and no longer a nice to have. This has been true for some time. But true transformation also requires strong data and design capabilities, and all with one goal in mind to better serve customers. In order to become a digital bank of the future, one needs to understand the customer of today and the future. What happens when digital native millennials and our Gen Z make up more than the 52% of the population they do now? How can banks better serve this upcoming affluent generation set to inherit in the great wealth transfer? For more insights, we speak to Serene Co., Head of Group Digital Business and Digital Transformation, Global Consumer Financial Services, OCBC Bank. Welcome to the Business Times Future of Finance podcast. Serene, it's a pleasure to have you join us. Welcome to the episode. Thank you so much for having me. So, what does true digitalization look like? In the consumer financial services space, true digitalization needs to have three aspects. The first is uh, for the platforms servicing each of our customer touch points to be connected so that we can provide and have a single customer view, no matter where the customers are transacting or interacting with us. Second, the user journeys need to be intuitive. And lastly, the journeys need to be supported by instantaneous and straight-through processing so that requests are one and done. So these platforms here does not only mean those that are used by our customers, like mobile or internet banking or ATMs, they also include platforms used by employees to assist customers on a service request, payment or a transfer, an account or a loan application, or even a financial needs analysis for wealth advisory and product recommendation. So these are platforms that are not so visible to the customers, but are critical to our bank's operations whenever a customer walks into our branch or calls us in our contact center. So banking to me is a people's business. And we all know that happy employees means happy customers. So these platforms built to support employees are equally important. Serene, it sounds like tech is not the only thing to concentrate on. Could you expand on what else is involved? So technology to me is a very critical component to digitalization. So we need technology to power secure, reliable and stable platforms that is critical to building trust and adoption with end users. We also need technology to capture data at the right recency and level of granularity to enable instant gratification where it matters, continuous improvement and decision making. But yes, you're absolutely spot on. Technology is not the only thing. In my view, it is one of four. So the other three, I call them the three Ds, design, data, and DNA. So design needs to be intuitive. And this goes beyond just the user interface and needs to include things like language, for example, for it to be in simple terms in plain English. So I will tell my team a good litmus test for design is the need for an FAQ or a tooltip. So a well-designed journey would not require an FAQ or a tooltip. So second is data. Data is a very well-covered topic from a customer's lens. So many organizations speak about data, the need to have big data to power AI or propensity models to allow us to generate personalized insights that are real-time and relevant. So this will result in a more engaged customer that leads to greater loyalty and profitability. So this aspect of data speaks to data maturity. Another key area related to data is that on data literacy within the organization. So in OCBC, we capture more than 400,000 data attributes to each customer from their demographics, 
to how often and where they spend to their financial needs and investment holdings. So we need to create a data-centric culture at all levels. So employees not only need to have access to data, they need to be taught to be able to interpret and draw deep insights from this data. Only will then be able to make decisions better and curate better experiences for our customers as well. The third D and the most important D to me is DNA. So this I refer to the mindset and ways of working in the organization. So the digital DNA needs to permeate throughout the organization, whether or not it is a branch manager or a teller or relationship manager, which are based mostly in the branch, interacting with our customers through face-to-face, or a product manager curating a product or a service, or an operations manager processing a transaction for our customers. So they need to understand the importance of digital to realize its full potential. So we need all levels of the organization to embrace new and emerging technology and see competition as opportunities for growth. And we also need them to challenge the status quo. So anything and everything can be digitalized. So do not believe when someone tells you that a journey or a process cannot be digitalized, cannot be automated, cannot be straight through, and cannot be instantaneous. It is all about time and money. So we need the team to come together and continuously challenge processes we have, the status quo, to make better decisions, to make experiences more seamless. And lastly, the agile way of working. So this way of working doesn't apply only to the technology teams or the digital teams in charge of delivering features or capabilities. The agile way of working can apply to all parts of the consumer franchise to ideate, execute, learn, and iterate faster. So digital needs to be at the core of every organization's strategy. And it is today, regardless of which organization's strategy, you will always see digital being one of the enabler or being a business to drive new growth opportunities. So to me, whoever can execute the digital strategy better and consistently over time will win the hearts of the consumers. So to be obsessed with digital excellence will be a key differentiator in my view. And this needs to be contributed by everyone in the organization. So we need this digital DNA in each and every of our employee. Could you tell us what the challenges of building a digital experience that is hyper-personalized and yet inclusive are? Because it's hard to imagine the experience can be custom-made for everyone. You're right. So with big data, each insight or nudge can be customized. So for example, if you have just paid for dinner at a restaurant along Boat Key, we will be able to know from the merchant details received from your payment. If we notice that you usually end your Friday dinners with a drink at another restaurant, and I have a good partner discount at the bar next door, I can give you a nudge with this offer. And based on your response to this nudge, I can then decide if nudges will be relevant for you in the future. So this speaks to both, I think, data maturity and data literacy. So one key challenge for me is really driving this um, data-centric culture within the organization. Another key challenge is really putting together the right level of governance and adopt a test and learn mindset. So certain personalization algorithm is very straightforward. I look at where you have dined based on your payment behavior. I look at offers that I have and I decide what should be going to your next nudge. But we have other models which are more complex. So propensity models, for example, where the personalization outcome is based very likely on a score against a number of variables that we have put into the model. 
So the business and marketing managers then need to understand the key data attributes used so that they are able to apply and select the most relevant product offer or feature from the library. So this is a learning journey and will require a good level of governance till we reach a good level of stability and understanding. A second challenge I see would be that of privacy concerns. So as we collect more and more data and use them to give customized and curated journeys to our customers, whether it's in-app or whenever they walk into a branch, it is very important to be using this data in a very responsible way. So we do ensure right, that the models that we use are responsible and avoid using variables that create biasness towards specific groups. A second one is to make sure that in our usage of this data, we have to be transparent with our customers and obtain consent where it is necessary. There's so much to consider when you're talking about the digitalization of banks. When we come back, we look at key concerns, including data protection and privacy concerns. This episode of Future of Finance is presented by OCBC Bank. And now back to the podcast. We're speaking with Serene Co, Head of Group Digital Business and Digital Transformation, Global Consumer Financial Services, OCBC Bank. We've been discussing the digital transformation of the banking industry and all it entails. Serene, you touched on data protection and privacy concerns earlier. This is really a top concern for customers in this digital age. How else can customers' concerns be assuaged? Mm, Okay, so with regards to the area of data privacy, I think engaging the customers and ensuring the customers is aware every step of the way is important. Uh, When we are obtaining biometrics data and storing them into our database to make transactions more seamless for them, we will make sure the customer understands and the data is then being hosted. So taking consent is very important. And also giving customers an alternative will also be important. So for customers who do not want to share this information, right, then it's important to give customers this option so that they can continue to bank with us. But there will be frictions and bumps along the way because without biometrics, for example, right, the journeys will not be so seamless. But I believe that as long as this is communicated very clearly to the customer, it can still be a seamless journey that we can curate and support the customers right as they embrace new technology and go into this journey of digitalization with us. How much of this transformational evolution is necessary or just nice-to-haves? Broadly, I would say the digitalization journey for every organization is necessary. With the advancement in technology, especially in the era of mobile and the rate of mobile adoption globally, customers do expect to be able to communicate and transact with the bank on the go and with instant gratification. Actually, it's just not the financial services industry. So we ask ourselves when we go and do marketing, for example, in the grocery store or buy clothes or accessories from our favorite brands, Because of the advancement of technology, we do expect heightened level of service, heightened level of gratification from these service providers. So digitalization is necessary for every organization to progress. However, I do believe there will be a point of diminishing return to each digitalization journey, where at some point, as you progress, you will find that the resources needed will start to outweigh the business value. So at this point, we should be able to take a pause, but continue to measure and review the ongoing benefits derived from digitalization and take time to acquire deeper knowledge of customer adoption and usage 
whilst keeping abreast of new emerging technologies in the same space before deciding the next phase of investment. Business leaders need to be cognizant of this and make an informed decision then. At some point, it may become nice to have when the resources outweighs the business value and business leaders at that point will then need to work with the team to make the assessment and take a decision based on data that's available. What future trends in the evolution of the financial services industry are you keeping an eye on? And could you tell us why those? So the two key trends that interest me I'm personally taking a very keen interest on open banking and the other is the metaverse. So open banking is only a year old in Singapore with um, us launching the Singapore Financial Exchange, so SG Findex, in November last year. So the launch has enabled customers to have an aggregated view of their holdings across various financial institutions and government agencies. This November, the industry further completed another milestone right, by adding insurance data across seven participating insurers on the platform. So for now, I see a lot of good initiatives from the financial industries, looking at ways of using this additional data to make financial planning more accessible, simple and inclusive for the customers. So for example, at OCBC, we have curated an embedded journey within our mobile and internet banking platforms that allows customers to seamlessly connect to the CPF site to complete their CPF top-ups after they have done their aggregated view and acknowledge that they may need to top up their CPF so that they can enjoy, for example, tax savings. So we are still at a learning stage and I see initiatives thus far are very industry-led. So I personally believe that consumers have a lot to gain from this open banking movement. And I myself right, has gained a lot when we added insurance data. When I started aggregating my data through OCBC's uh, Your Financial One View, was able to give me a very complete view of all the premiums that I have to pay, also when these premiums are due. But it is not an easy journey. Right? Financial planning is complex and takes time. So it is an exciting space to watch. Consumers, once they understand right, the benefits of um, this open banking movement, they need to feel more empowered. And I definitely look forward to actually more feedback and more suggestions right, coming from the consumers to tell us how we will be able to collaborate with them to make use of the data in a more powerful manner that can help them improve their financial planning as well as their financial wellness. The second one is the metaverse. I personally am still not entirely convinced that we are able to live and breathe financial services within a virtual world. But I stand corrected and I'm still learning and watching this space very closely. I look forward to what we can learn and test in this space to provide maybe a different and new customer experience, especially maybe to the younger base on the millennials right, that we are engaging in the near term. We've been speaking with Serene Co, Head of Group Digital Business and Digital Transformation Global Consumer Financial Services, OCBC Bank. This is the future of finance. Serene, thank you for the information and the insights. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. On behalf of the Business Times podcast team, thank you for joining us. We look forward to sharing more information with you about digitalization and transformation in the financial sector on the Business Times Future of Finance. This episode of Future of Finance podcast was presented by OCBC Bank. That was a podcast from the Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast or, via the Google Voice Assistant Amazon-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3 you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. 
This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.